0: One of the hardest lessons I've been trying to learn as I share my mental health journey and my life online is that there doesn't always have to be a silver lining. Welcome to the Anxious Creators Unite podcast. I'm Sadie and I'm recovering from social anxiety and perfectionism. This podcast is all about what it's like to be on a mental health journey and what it's like to share that journey online. I hope that the time you spend listening helps you feel a little less alone on your own journey. We're in this together, because talking about mental health matters. So let's talk. There doesn't always have to be a silver lining to the things we share. This is something people who follow me have told me time and again. I've expressed mostly on Instagram stories a lot that i get scared of sharing hard stuff raw stuff like the raw side of my experiences unless i can wrap it up in an optimistic bow at the end i feel like i need the silver lining to justify sharing hard stuff i feel like there has to be a helpful hopeful takeaway at the end otherwise why am i sharing it i struggle to say that i'm struggling without also adding but it's okay. I'm okay. Here's what I've learned. I think I'm afraid of bringing people down, especially people who follow me because they want mental health advice and they want to feel hopeful and inspired by watching someone who's been working on her mental health for years and who has seen progress. So I'm afraid of letting people down. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of triggering you. And if I'm totally honest, I'm afraid of shattering this image I have in my own mind that I'm someone super solid and stable that people can count on for strength and optimism. That if they're opening up my stories on Instagram, that they're going to feel better, not feel worse. And I am optimistic about mental health I know that recovery is possible I know that progress is possible I know that our brains are retrainable so I try really hard I mean I don't tend I tend not to dwell in pity parties or victim mode I really really don't like self-pity and victim mode it makes me feel weak and fragile and unempowered and it's just I just don't like it um so I prefer optimism The thing is, this is a mental health journey, and I am human. And honestly, the only one putting all this pressure on me to show up strong all the time is me. I'm the only one that's putting this pressure on me. No one who follows me has said that I have to be happy all the time. (laughs) So I'm gonna face this fear today, right now, with you. I'm gonna tell you that I'm struggling. There's a lot on my plate right now if you've been following the podcast then you know that I stopped a year-long intensive therapy program a couple of months ago and I've been in self-therapy mode or mental health maintenance mode since then and I've I've been doing okay but I know that there's more that I could be doing to maintain my mental health and I can feel I can feel the anxiety creeping back in and I also just feel overwhelmed at all the things I could be doing to maintain my mental health. Like, there's all these things I could do, but there's too many things. When it was therapy, it was just show up to therapy, you know. But now that it's on my own, there's just all these options. Um, so I'm feeling the weight of my struggles with anxiety and depression on my shoulders. And on a personal note. Um, My husband and I are trying to decide whether or not to have a third child. I mean, we both want one, but there's a lot that I feel like I need to do before I can make that call. Um, I'm probably going to talk about that more on Instagram because I'm, I'm not sure whether family planning plus mental health fits with the podcast. Um, But if you're listening and you'd like to hear more about that, let me know. I'm certainly open to talking about it on the podcast. Um, But, you know, it's called Anxious Creators Unite. I mean, I guess creating humans is a a creator. Anyway, um, but the postpartum periods and pregnancy had huge impacts on my mental health. And I'm feeling more or less stable now. And I'm very hesitant to mess with that. But... Um, you know, my heart wants another baby. So anyway, that's, that's weighing on me. Um, My husband is away for a few days this week with the military, and he hasn't done that in a while, um, mostly because of lockdown. Um, And part of me likes having the house completely, completely to myself during school hours because he's been working from home, but I miss him. He's my safe person. he's the person who keeps me steady and feeling supported. He went away for six months last year with the military um and it was really hard and my son my five year old he's really struggling with school he's a He's a very timid and reserved boy in some settings, and school is one of those places where that side of his personality comes out and we're talking with his teacher. We have a plan in place to try to help him. But in the meantime, it's still hard for him every morning. He still cries every morning. It breaks my heart. And I'm I'm trying everything I can think of, you know, working with the school, working with the teacher, working on affirmations and, and talking and empathizing and building him up. But, you know, he's he's a human being. There's no quick fix there's no overnight solution and it's hard to see your child struggle i'm also struggling to stay connected with friends and family i'm struggling to post on my blog and instagram i I just feel myself retreating into my social anxiety shell a little bit and i know i have the tools to help myself i know i can help myself but right now today i feel overwhelmed I went to Home Depot today to get a new section of baseboard for the kitchen. This kitchen, our kitchen, was remodeled over a year ago. We hired someone and he did almost everything. But at the end of the project, I said I could handle a few final things like baseboards and a toe kick. And I haven't been able to bring myself to go to Home Depot for the baseboard or IKEA for the toe kick. And it's been more than a year. Because I don't know exactly what to do. I don't know whether I'll be able to get it in the car, whether I'll be able to get the seat down, what to do with it when I get it. Um, Basically, all the anxious stories I talked about in the last episode, that's what's been happening in my brain every time I think about this. So today I went to Home Depot and I went to the baseboard section. And I got completely overwhelmed by all these huge long pieces of baseboard with almost, almost identical but slightly different designs. And I freaked out and left the store I mean I bought I bought a magic eraser one of those mr. clean magic erasers for the bathroom so that I didn't feel like I went there for nothing but yeah and I know I shouldn't beat myself up about this but I also feel a little bit foolish Um, I recognize that this is anxiety and that lots of people would struggle with this and that it doesn't mean that I'm a loser But I'm still really annoyed at all the mental blocks I'm having. Um, I can't bring myself to put our old freezer on Kijiji because of all the what-ifs in my mind. I can't bring myself to gather all the bits and pieces of our old baby gate to bring it to our neighbor. Because what if I can't find all the pieces? What if I can't remember how to put it together? I can't sit down and make a cleaning schedule because there's too many ways to make a cleaning schedule. My husband always says that any system is better than no system. And I believe that that's true. And yet... Anyway, the point of this episode is not to ramble on and on about what's stirring up my anxiety. Although, forcing myself to ramble a little bit is also good exposure therapy because one of my big fears is boring people. Anyway, the point is that sometimes... Sometimes it's okay to sit with the struggle. To acknowledge that you're struggling. To grieve a little at what anxiety has cost you or is costing you. And I'm not going to take up permanent residence in this mental space, but I really don't like the idea that we have to gloss over the hard feelings and always be saying, I'm fine, it's fine, it'll be fine, everything's fine. You don't always have to be climbing the anxiety mountain in your life. You can take a breather, you can take a knee, you can look back, at all the other mountains you've climbed, you can look down at how far you've climbed on this particular mountain. You can set up your tent for the night and just be, just rest. Don't stay there forever. That's not where you want to be for your whole life. But if you need to sit where you are and feel your feelings before you can climb higher, then do that and don't beat yourself up. I'm, I'm just realizing now that it it sounds an awful lot like I'm putting a silver lining on this episode, <laughs> wrapping it up in a pretty bow. I guess I did make myself feel a little better, but I am still having a hard time and I'm still going to try really hard to be gentle with myself, but this is me giving you permission to do the same. You don't need my permission, but sometimes it helps to have someone give it to you so that then you can realize that you didn't actually need anyone else's permission to be gentle with yourself. So that's that. That's that that's where I'm at. Hopefully by next week, I will, I will be feeling a little bit better. Um, if you're on Instagram, come say, Hey, and thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the anxious creators unite podcast. I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Hey Sadie Hall and let me know where you are in your mental health or creative journey. Until next time, remember that it's okay to show up scared and show up imperfect as long as you're showing up. You've got this and I'll see you next time. Bye.